Edmonton Eskimos did not lead after quarter one one time. Lost all those games. So they're off to a good start. C.J. Gable over 50 yards and Brandon Zilstra. He's already in first place in the CFL with over 60 today. Yes, uh, so he's uh, he's really centered on, on Gable as a, as a running back and, and the one guy who has been the reliable receiver has been Zilstrup in the opening quarter and for the Argos four of the five catches in the first quarter went to Armonte Edwards so a few of the weapons standing out after 15 minutes. Eskimos kick off from the 50 after that penalty not a deep kick and Martise Jackson on the return able to bring it back just over the 30. So Ricky Ray's got some work to do. Another weapon hasn't been used offensively. Martise Jackson, seen a lot of CJ, or excuse me, SJ Green. Over a thousand yards again for Green. Quiet first quarter. Ray with 341 and a pair of touchdowns last week against the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, the Edmonton game. The only game this season with Ray at the starting quarterback spot where they rush for more yards than they pass for. That's how big a game it was for James Wilder Jr. Take to Whitaker and underneath again. And S.J. Green has his first catch. Ricky Ray has the weapons. S.J. Green closing in on 1,200 yards with a couple more games after this one to play. And Devere Posey's got that great downfield speed. You want to throw the hit screens wide, that's where Martise Jackson can be subbed in. So there's some weapons there for number 15. And second down, Ray throws caught again by S.J. Green, and the Argos have a first down just beyond the 45-yard line as Green closes in now on a personal best season. Ten more on that catch. Coming in just 19 yards short of a personal best season. Gonna do that crossing route. A bunch formation right off the tackle and underneath the linebackers. Second and manageable, which is second and five or less, you can throw that ball. Take the Whitaker, they go the other way to Green. He's got a block and into Edmonton territory. Ball popped loose as the whistle sounded. And it's a first down Toronto around the Eskimo 50. Well, and, and one way that Mark Tressman can, can get the run game going is this. This is essentially a, an extended run play to throw a little slot screen here and get his receivers involved. An extended run play, some coaches like to call it. With James Wilder out of the lineup, Brandon Witter could still run the football, of course, but on some of those screens to the slots. It's basically extended run plays. And center Sean McEwen leading the blocking. Look at oh, oh, Brandon Whitaker runs into the wall of Aaron Grimes who shot the gap. Run blitz to make the tackle. Well, this is not predictable defensively because Aaron Grimes lines up outside. He's a halfback. Usually you see halfbacks go here and the defensive ends crash down. Not this time. This time Grimes goes inside defensive end high and that's not what Brandon Whitaker was expecting. He thought he had that hole there and Grimes ends up right in it. Loss of one second and 11. Ray 
has yet to target Posey in the game. Over the middle here, the crosser to Edwards, and he's got a first down. Armonte Edwards and a flag down near the end of the play. Fifth catch of the game for Edwards, if it stands. A lot of crossing routes, and you see Edwards is going to be the crosser route this time. We've seen S.J. Green do this in this series alone a couple of times. They've got a over route behind it, and that holds the linebackers off. Toronto number 19, 10-yard penalty, remains second down. They're calling S.J. Green. Block in the back from S.J. Green on Johnny Adams, I believe. Let's take a look. It was, looked like it was nearing the end of the run, but S.J. Green trying to get the block, and he kind of climbs up the back of Johnny Adams. There's Posey, got the catch back into Edmonton territory, back near the original line of scrimmage, but well short of the first down, and the Argos punt team will have to come on. They'll send Hirolahu out looking for the pin. So Zilstra back deep once again as he handles the return duties when it is received deep in Edmonton territory near the sidelines and it goes out of bounds around the 17 and they are going to mark it at the 17 yard line. Edmonton football, an 11 point Eskimo lead here, second quarter. Andrew Burris on the life of a CFL official. A job that we always like to grade, but probably wouldn't want to have. Well, and it'd be nice to grade as well as they do in our jobs because they're upwards of 97%. I know Christian fans going, uh, I don't know about that, but they are. They do a very good job. Well, Brad Murray was the referee in the Grey Cup game a couple of years ago. A deflected pass there, incomplete, second and ten. Can't play the game without him. And, and you know, if, you, if you're a young college player that doesn't see a future in football professionally, it's a great way to stay involved in the game. Become an official, be part of it. Second and ten, three-man rush, pocket collapsing, and the pass caught. That's a terrific catch by Adarius Bowman. And gets the Eskimos out of a hole with a 16-yard gain. Well, he was targeted twice last week and didn't have a catch. And this one looked like surprised him. He, he was scrambled. So in scramble mode, now you're just trying to find a hole when your quarterback's in trouble. And it looked like it kind of surprised him, but he snagged it anyway. That's the guy that led the league in receiving two of the previous three years. Field, uh, first down to get him out of a bit of a hole. Gable game tackled up around the 35. So Brandon Zilstra in one quarter was 60 yards away from taking the lead in one quarter got there. Is now at 1398. 800 yard games this year. He had such a huge 
first half last week, I, I, I had to get the record book out just to remind myself about Hal Patterson in 335 because he was more than halfway there in, in less than a half of football. You mentioned the eight 100-yard games, the Eskimo record nine, Brian Kelly and Darius Bowman. Here's Riley in trouble, and Tuggle brings him down with flag down on the play in the Eskimo backfield. Tuggle's been a handful so far in this first half. Well, off the edge, Victor Butler. One of the reasons that I highlighted Joel Figueroa and Colin Holden, Kelly. Edmonton, number 57. That penalty's declined. It becomes third down. David Beard, left guard called. Because this, this defensive front seven is, is tough. And they can rotate Troy Davis in there, who has four sacks. He's playing on this play, but Victor Butler leads the league in sacks. On the opposite side, Justin Tuggle. That's his third. Good up front. 46 sack on the year for the Argos. They lead in that department. Oh, four, four, have not four, led four, the league four. in sacks since 1997. And that powerhouse team. Wall. Ortiz Jackson gets outside. And he gets tripped up. What a clutch tackle that was as Ortiz Jackson was turning in the corner and James Tuck got him on the ankles. 45-yard punt, 17 on the return. It could have been more. The sack by Tuggle of Mike Riley. Here against Matthew. CC Suits, you spoke about all of the weapons the Argos have, and they have Amonti Edwards, and they have Devere Posey. And when you speak to each of them, and Ricky Ray alluded to this when we spoke to him yesterday, they talk about the leadership of S.J. Green from training camp until now. There are a lot of receivers, a lot of weapons on this Argo team that are acclimating to the CFL. And all throughout the season, you can see S.J. Green on the sidelines, where he has a, a tablet in his hand, instructing the receivers, whether, as he is today, putting coats on them, talking to them, it's constant mentorship. The one thing Devere Posey said, if I'm successful this season, it's because of S.J. Green, guys. Speaking of veterans, there's Brandon Whitaker with his first good scamper of the game, a 12-yard run off the right side at a first down Toronto in Edmonton territory. That, that kind of leadership so valuable to have S.J. Green work with the young guys. One of the reasons I, I really think that Armonte Edwards is one of the most underrated receivers. Devere Posey, we're just scratching the surface there, but if they can continue to lean on S.J. Green for help, how to become a great pro. It's one thing to have good games. It's another to be a great pro game in and game out. Brandon Whitaker the same with James Wilder Jr. Make the Whitaker this time to the outside. Declan Cross, Johnny Adams there. The ball came loose. And Edmonton pouncing on it. Now they're ruling Cross down. Edmonton down. They're saying Edmonton football. Edmonton ball. It looked like the ball was still loose while the referees were spotting it. Not sure if that didn't come out after the knee went down. Let's take another look here. Out of a catch, followed by a fumble, recovered by Edmonton. First down, Edmonton. This play is under review by the command. Falls out right away, although the knee is down. Yeah, the left knee was on the turf there. And I... The play, you see Mark Tressman's got his hand ready to go for that challenge flag, but the play is under review automatically, and I'm not sure if the ball came out after the knee. I thought the knee touched just prior to the ball being knocked loose. Edmonton fans, I'm sure, disagree with that opinion, but take a look at the left knee touching now. Couldn't tell 
exactly when the ball came out there. Here's another look. There's knee down. Boy, it's it's close. It's, it's close. And I think they ruled that they ruled a the turnover. ball was dead here because the officials are marking it there, and there seemed to be still a, a battle for the football about five yards away because it came loose once again. So was crossed down. Is it Adams with the recovery? And it looks like Edmonton football. I just think it's just a, a touch before. It, it, this is so close, but. look at it here another look and I'll try and zoom it in right when that left knee touches back it up a second guys knees coming down and touches right now take a look and that ball is not out yet or is it Almost simultaneous. Is it not loose? Yeah. I, I, I think he was down just before the ball came out. But we'll see what they rule. Six catches last week for Cross, who has become a, a valuable extra weapon in Mark Tressman's arsenal. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah, catch a lot of passes out of the backfield for a big fullback. That would be 29 on the year. After review. The Toronto ball carrier, our receiver, caught the ball and was down by contact before the ball came out. It'll be second down, Toronto at the 43-yard line. Well, the Eskimo defense has to come back on the field. So after all that, it's a, it's a gain of about three yards. Second and seven for the Argos who are at the Edmonton 43. Ricky Ray and company get a reprieve. Four receivers near side. And Ray throws complete. There's Green. First down territory at the 34. You know, and, and when you talk about that leadership role, as Matthew mentioned, guys like Posey and Edwards can watch and lead and learn by example here because sj green pushes his defender upfield that's kenny ladler and then takes three hard steps back to the football that's coming back and, and meeting the football on its way to you don't wait for it or the defender can get back involved with the play and kenny ladler's been involved with a bunch leads the team in interceptions he's tough to beat in one-on-one -on -one situ situations nice route running from sj green to Whitaker. Now to Whitaker and Ponar read that pass incomplete. It'll be second and ten. Corey Watman in the game on that last play as Mark Tresman is trying to get a, some more protection up front for Ricky Ray. And playing a tight end basically an extra offensive line. It's been an issue all season long. The Argos eighth of the league in 
combined sacks and pressures allowed. Ray's been under duress 22% of his dropbacks this season. He's faced pressure or been sacked. Stands in here underneath. It's Williams. Cuts it back. And big Malcolm Williams carries for a first down. Well, that's, that's great. After the catch running by Williams because he doesn't hesitate. He's not shaking bacon there. He's, he's got to get up the field. He's got to catch this, get up the field. He's well short of the first down, 6-7. Now, Eric Grimes overruns it a little bit, and that gives him a cut back lane. But And he's alone, 6'3", 221. He has a 15-yard catch and run down to the Edmonton 20-yard line. So the Eskimos get in the red zone where it's been a problem this year. They are last in the league in red zone production. Crosser underneath, and there is Whitaker for five to the 15. You see the difference there? I mean, Brandon Whitaker's a different player. Don't get me wrong. He's not 6'3", 221. And he is great at shake and bake. He's great at just trying to make guys miss in space. But if you dance like that long enough, there'll be more defenders rally to the spot. And now you got to beat two or three of Mike Benavides guys. Brought down immediately at the line of scrimmage, maybe a loss of one. Guarantee that Mike Benavides, who has played against Ricky Ray for a lot of years, has told all of his linebackers, defensive linemen, and even some in the secondary, that you have to take care of Ricky Ray's check down players. Whether it's Brandon Whitaker, a slot back that comes in to help block and then releases late. The check down guys, Ricky Ray will use a ton. Looks like they're going for it. This is interesting, unless they're going to try and drop Edmonton offside. No, they're going. Go. Here comes the pressure from Usman Cumming. Ray gets it away. It's caught. And it's going to be close. Not sure they got there. Closing. I think had to get right to the 10. No, I don't think so. And it's marked short of it. Not even going to measure. It's a turnover on downs. Well, the Eskimos thought they had a turnover on a fumble recovery earlier. They get the turnover on downs as Posey brought down short of the first. guy that really plays on the edge gambling. No, you I, wonder about the status of Liram Hyralahu. And that was a chip shot length too. 23 yarder. We got a flag down and a drop pass there. Mitchell unable to make the catch. Walker, excuse me. Just take a look. I mean, it's third down gamble. You take the points here, get the points, one possession game. Holding Edmonton number 57. Half distance to goal remains first down. Matthew Shinetti down there is just doing some investigative reporting to see if Kairalahu is, is out. But that, yeah, that's not a decision you normally see from Mark Tresp. David Beard called on the hold. Third year man out of Alberta who is 
replace Simeon Rotier this season on the offensive line. Mike Riley, Matt O'Donnell, the only offensive players who have played in every game. Oh! That ball is intercepted. What a break on the football for Kadarius Ford. Kadarius <laughs> able to hold on. Wow, he, he read that one and shot it. I mean, he just, he, he jumps this and is there so, he, he's right, look at, look at this. He's right here and shoots the gap. Number 21, dropping deep into the quarter and sees the in route from Duke Williams and shoots the gap. I mean, all he had to do now is hang on. Young guy from Southern Alabama, same school that uh, helped mold Brandon Bridge. He'll set up the screen on second and 20, and Gable is cut down just short of the first down at about the 19. So they get 18, it'll be third and two, and I think Jason Moss is going to be gambling here. Well, we've seen back-to-back -back tackles now, one from the Edmonton defense, one from the Argo defense. Big tackles to keep the offense short and force them. That's Ford. Yeah, that was Ford again, flying around. Ortiz Jackson drops deep. Eight big play returns on the year, including a 125-yard missed field goal for a touchdown against the Eskimos. The O'Neill punt is out of bounds at the Argo bench, and that's an illegal kick by Edmonton. So terrific field position for the Argos, trailing by 11 as we hit the three-minute warning at Commonwealth. Sidelines looks like he's fine, so maybe just a gamble. was just in a gambling move. Just a gamble for Mark Tressman. That's interesting. Early in this game, inside the 20, elected to go on third and four or five. First two and out of the game for Edmonton, and then the penalty after a 34-yard punt. So net 24. Great field position for the Argos, but Whitaker's had trouble finding room in this first half against the stout defense but flag on this plate see who this is against major foul face mask edmonton number 96 15 yards at the end of the play automatic first down well mike moore flagged for a face mask and that moves it 15 yards closer to the eskimo goal line second quarter the argos have had decent field position here and haven't capitalized down on the 29, first down. Ricky Wink Ray, 115 yards passing so far in this first half. Back in the hands of Whitaker. And off the right side, good run there as he 
plows down to the 23, close to seven. Zachary comes into the game 37 yards rushing short of hitting 2,000 as an Argo. And of course, over 5,000 in his career. Yeah, I'm just going to show you that penalty game, Chris. Yeah, that was a straight face mask from Mike Moore. Second and three and a half. Ray to the sidelines. Catch is made. First down, SJ Green. Working against Johnny Adams on the corner, a five-yard pickup. Cargos this year really relied on their field goal kicking. I mean, this is SJ Green's that wide receiver just sits on the sideline, but their, their red zone production below 50%. Declan Cross has checked into the game. Euclid Cummings bolsters the defensive line for Edmonton. Ray Crosser, Armani Edwards reach back for that one-handed grab and then down to the 10-yard line and he's got eight. I think one of the reasons that teams get in, in trouble when they get inside the 20, Edwards gonna, again on that crossing route sticks that hand out and catches it with one hand. Just a chip block off the edge and then one-hander a little bit behind him. Good production on first down. One of the problems they have, though, is they try to go to the end zone here. Ricky Ray can get a first down yep. and a new set. Little tight end. There you go. Here's Whitaker straight ahead, and he should have it. Get that first down. Now you get a new set inside the 10-yard line. I think teams get a little bit greedy. They're in second down, second and four, and they go for the end zone there, 15, 20 yards. And that's why their red zone production drops. But Mark, no, or Mark Tressman. So Mondo Sewell that's been shaking up the key guy on that defensive line for the Eskimos. Playing in his 100th CFL game. And this is cause for plenty of anxiety for Mike Benavides. Sewell really rounding into form lately, too, with sacks in each of his last three games. Yeah, four in the season. And, and not only that, but the 15 pressures. So when you take Odell Willis, who's a healthy scratch out of the lineup, now Wanda Sewell, who looks like he's, well, he's at least going to have to leave for three plays, maybe more, maybe the rest of the half will be assessed at halftime. But... That's taken 12 sacks out of the lineup, D-line. Minute 40 to go here in the first half. We're looking forward to halftime. Had a yes. nice visit from Brett Kissel prior to the game. And, and the pride of Alberta ready to entertain this crowd at Commonwealth Stadium. A couple great songs that I love, Brett Kissel. I didn't fall in love with your hair, which is a great one for the pink. <laughs> And, I, and that's not a shot at you. I, 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 you did. You did. I looked at, at you. Yes. <laughs> but that's that's with Pink Week and breast cancer awareness. Very popular song. He also has a great one called "Tough People Do." Check Brett Kessel. Right. 
Utah last year's wow. Great Cup game. And yeah. What a talent. Ready to go on a, what do you say, a 60-city tour in January? Lucky to have him here tonight. So first and goal. There goes, working against a Seawell defense and wide open up the middle end. Brandon Whitaker to the one. Well, where do you run when Amondo Seawell comes out of the lineup? You go, you, you run right down Main Street. That's where you run. You go right where he would have lined up. And great call by Mark Tressman. Top, top defensive tackle comes out of the game. You just open it up with good blocks both sides. Sean McEwen one way, Brandon Washington the other. Down to that doorstep. Woody Fajardo, short yardage crew check in. After that touchdown saving tackle by Ladler, it's second and goal. From the one with Cross and Whitaker in behind, but it will be Fajardo, and it's a Toronto touchdown. Cody Fajardo punches it in his fourth touchdown of the year as the Argos cut into that Eskimo lead. Notice Brandon Whitaker, the veteran, in behind there. De Declan Cross was the fullback in front of him, and Whitaker gave him the tap like he's got to go and, and get his block up front, go off the edge, and then they leave it to Fajardo to finish it off with the over the left side. Crosses the plane. And now the Argos will go for two. Down by five, trying to get it within a, a field goal. Way back in the game. across the middle and the catch is made. What a sure-handed grab by S.J. Green who caught the Ricky Ray fastball. And it's a three-point Edmonton lead. Single coverage, S.J. Green's gonna run that dig route. The two-point cover. It's a little outside jab step and and Johnny Adams gets, he freezes for a split second when he sees the underneath receiver going to the sideline. So the Argos get within a field goal here in the final minute of this first half. It's still time for the Eskimos to increase the lead with one final possession here in the opening half. Big sequence there for Ricky Ray to, to take advantage. They've been playing on the Edmonton half of of center for basically this entire second quarter and, and didn't weren't coming away with any points. Well, Hyrulau who will kick off. Wow, so he, he just decided to gamble. There's Chris Edwards on the return and he gets tripped up by Brian Jones at the 33-yard line. So let's see how Jason Moss handles this final 54 seconds as he sends Mike Riley back out. Eskimos have punt, punted on their last two possessions. 
I think you pedal the metal here. Where's Brandon Zilstrom? The short side of the field. Finally, 10 of 15, 131 so far in this first half. Zilstra was 63 yards receiving, there and there he is. He's got more now across midfield. Taken down by Cassius Vaughn. But Brandon Zilstra with another big catch, and he might get to 100 before this first half's done. 54 seconds left in the half. You've got the number one receiver in the league in your lineup. Let's say you put the foot on the gas pedal. Major foul, face mask. Toronto number 94. Jam right to the, the floor, play. and they get First extra down. on the penalty. Victor Butler draws the flag, a face mask penalty for 15 more after the 26 by Zilstra. It's a 41-yard net play for Edmonton. So they're already in field goal range. You saw the tug on the face mask, and here's Gable. Off the right side, being tackled, Tuggles there, along with Rico Murray. Time to take a shot for Major here and just match what Ricky Ray just did in his last drive. Big play plus the penalty. Let's put Mike Riley thinking touchdown instead of just getting into field goal range. So second and seven. Riley time. Guns it across for Duke Williams, or is that Jerome Walker? I think it is Walker, the catch, and a first down brought down by Rico Murray. But just under a half minute left, and the Eskimos are threatening. Yeah, they've, they've got Darrell Walker out here at that wideout spot. Wide side of the field, wide out, which means he's not going to see the ball near as much as when he was in the boundary last year. Riley looking for Bowman. Incomplete, and Mike Riley got Riley pasted on the play. You could hear that hit. You could hear it from up here. I believe it was Victor Butler. Trying to make amends for the, for the face mask penalty that added the yardage after the Brandon Zilstra. He ducks under Figueroa, and you could hear that one. So Figueroa is back, Victor Butler in his 10th game. We've got a, a challenge whether or not Butler made contact with the helmet. Might be a little surprising we get a challenge of this nature. Edmonton is challenging a previous play for roughing the passer. This will be reviewed. Yeah, I'm not sure on the timing of, of Jason Moss, I mean, even if he wins this challenge, and he may, it, it looks like there is helmet contact. Not that helmet to helmet, but you see the arm hit the head as he comes down with the swipe, and be half the distance. So it would be down to the 12, which doesn't guarantee you anything. You're already in field goal range, and you have a three-point lead, 14 seconds left on the half. Whether you win the challenge here or not, you don't have another one. I just guess it could give you an extra an extra down. It'd be first down instead of second. Is football or like real football? <laughs> Is real football? I'll just make sure. 
Well, they're going to call the the head contact. It, it, the arm grazed as he as as he made the the bull rush and, and ended up bringing bringing Riley down. Let's let's see if, Listen, if that grazing after is review, enough. After review, the ruling on the field stands. Edmonton is charged with a team timeout. Well, they don't get the call. Told you. So, so Victor Butler said, yeah, no, we're good. It's real football. So it will be second and 10. Ball not, up to 24. Just not sure on the challenge, even if you want it. Yeah, that's, that's the only one he's got, and it's gone now. And here comes Bear Woods on the blitz. Riley gets it out of his hands, intended for Zilcher. Got cut down as the ball arrived. Pitch wiped on the corner for Toronto. And the field goal unit will come on. CJ Gable has been absolutely flawless on blitz pickup that I can see in this first half. He's got bare woods he's taken on this time. And he, he picks him up nicely, or Mike Riley takes another big hit. And it looked like the timing of Mitchell White was was good. Uh, Zilstra looking at the replay to see if maybe White had arrived too early. And Waters puts it up and good. So the Eskimos get three out of that last minute possession here in the first half and lead by six. An interesting call by Mark Tressman to gamble on third down deep in Edmonton territory. Didn't get that. And then the challenge by Jason Moss, 14 seconds to go in the half. Didn't win the challenge, does not have a challenge left, and ended up with the field goal. Well, the Eskimos will kick off one more time here in this first half. will squib it to make sure Martiz Jackson can't do any damage. Wild since the Argos have won here in Edmonton. 2013, is it? Yeah. Six straight games on the road against the West Division, but it's been Tough slugging for Ricky Ray coming back here to his old stomping grounds. That is Martiz Jackson. Woo! Up across the 35-40. And run down around the 43-yard line. One second remaining. And Ray and company come out. Yeah, strange that the Argos would be just one point out of first place, a chance to take first place back in the East with a win today, and yet they have the worst record against the West of any of the Eastern teams at one and six. Haven't been a great road team, two wins on the road so far this season. And an injured Eskimo. And it is Chris Edwards getting attention.
Edwards done a nice job on those kick returns. We haven't seen him back there on punts. It's been Brandon Zilstra in this game tonight, but just over a 10-yard punt return average for Chris Edwards and almost 25 on kick returns. The injuries to both teams this year are hard to fathom for the Eskimos 246 man games of IR. The only players who have played in every game, Mike Riley, Kenny Ladler, and Matt O'Donnell. And for the Argos, they have over 200, 223 man games lost on IR. They have nine players from their starting defense who have been at one time or another, or even now, on the six-game disabled list. And they only have four players who have played in, started in all the games. Ball, and there's a flag as Posey was interfered with. You saw the Eskimo, I think it was Grimes, get there too early, and that's going to give Toronto a, or Toronto a chance to kick a field goal from 49 yards out. Yep, that was that was early. That was early contact. It was it was Johnny Adams, and he he's as surprised as anybody. Pass interference, Edmonton number 20, spot of the foul, first down. But it's it's pass interference. He hits him. There it is. Before the ball, it gets there in the back. Posey, yeah. Not as egregious as last night, but on the final play with no time on the clock, even let him catch the ball. Yeah, exactly. And now you get Hiralahu, who will actually try it from 47 out. And they may have just gifted points here, although Hiralahu's got to make it. Misses it, could come out. He puts it up, and he has missed. And now Zilstra will get to bring it out. Beats the first man, but is run out of bounds to end the opening half. So a mistake by Adams doesn't cost the Eskimos, and it's a six-point Edmonton lead at the half as we send it back to the studio.